0: comes. All right. This evening, take your Bible, if you will, and turn with me to Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2, tonight, uh, the, the title of our time together here is, In Him. In Him. Now, let me go back and remind you a little bit about what we've studied already in Colossians. We've talked about Paul writing to the Colossian church and some of the things in the church that were not right that Paul was trying to set straight. Specifically, one of the heresies that was going on there was that they were saying that Jesus isn't enough, that you have to have a superior knowledge or an extra revealed something or other that, that made you better than everybody else. And, and Yeah, common salvation was okay, but if you really wanted to be enlightened, you had to have more than Christ, which is something similar to what the Judaizers was trying to do. Also, they were were the ones that were saying, you know, Jesus is good, but you've got to follow the law of Moses as well. That was another heresy there. But the one that Paul was dealing with mainly was saying that there was an extra revelation that you had to have in order for you to be truly saved. And if you were of that group, then you were of a special society. So now, I want to go back and, and look at a couple of passages of Scripture, a couple of verses before we get into chapter 2. Looking in verse, uh, chapter 1, it says there, he, in verse 13, He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. Not only did he deliver us out of the kingdom of darkness, darkness, the, the kingdom of evil, sin, death, hell, and the grave, but he brought us into, he transferred us into the kingdom of his son, which is the, the kingdom of light, the kingdom of, of holiness, and uh, uh, the uh, heavenly kingdom. And then in verse 15, he is the image of the invisible God, the first over all creation. Now, remember how we talked about that, not saying that he, this is not saying that he was created, because other passages of Scripture tell us that he created all things. Uh, Such as in verse uh, 16, all things were created through him and for him is the last part of that verse. And then verse 17, and he is before all things, and in him all things consist, and he is the head of the body, the church. So Jesus is the, um, the King of kings, Lord of lords, but in that, pa- in that passage of Scripture, in that chapter, He is brought forth as God, the Creator, and God the Sustainer, God the Savior. All of those things come out of that uh, particular chapter. Now, going into chapter 2, we're going to start there as Paul, again, he's writing to the Colossian church and he's trying to, to, to tell them a few things, and and as we go through this passage of Scripture, there's several places where Paul says, in Him. So let's begin reading in chapter uh, 2, verse 1, and we'll read through verse 10 together. For I want you to know what a great conflict I have for you and those in Laodicea. And for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts may be encouraged being knit together in love and attaining to all riches of the full assurance of understanding to the knowledge of the mystery of God, both of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Now this I say, lest anyone should deceive you with pervasive, persuasive words. For though I am absent in the flesh, yet I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. As you, therefore, have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him, and established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Beware, lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit, According to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. For in Him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And you are complete in Him, who is the head of all principality and power. In Him we have everything. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, again, we bow before you, and, and we know in our hearts that Jesus is our all, our all in all, that he is all that we need. So, Father, as we study that subject tonight, as we, as we look into this word, teach us and help us to know about it, help us to understand it, help us to grasp the concept that Jesus is all we need. Uh, when we have him, we have everything. So, Father, tonight, that's our, our hope, that's our, our, our asking, our, our request is that you make this known to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, so the first in him that I want to look at uh, is in verses 1 through 3. So I'm going to go back there just a little bit and talk about some of those things. First in verse 1, Paul says that he's got a great conflict for the church. Now what he means there is he is struggling hard. He is fighting hard for the church. The task that he has is to keep them together, to keep them moving uh in the right direction, to keep them uh, growing and learning in Christ. He says the great conflict that he has for them and Laodicea, uh, that he hadn't been able to be there and teach them personally. But he says, I, I struggle for you anyway. I, I struggle to, you know, to, I want you to know and understand that I desire, in verse 2, desire to see you growing in the faith. He says... Uh, I have a great conflict to you that, their hearts, that your hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love and attaining to all riches for, of the full assurance of understanding to the knowledge of the mystery of God, both of the Father and of Christ. He's saying, my, my hope and my desire, my struggling for you is to, uh, to have you to come to the full knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Not just knowing about his offer of salvation, but knowing about his life, knowing how he desires for you to live, knowing all the principles that God has laid before us. And this is he's saying, that's what my struggle is. My struggle, my fighting, my striving is toward making sure that you are held together by the love of God, by the bond of the love of God. Uh, as a church, working together, learning together, taking care of one another, being the, being the family that we need to have now look at the the language that Paul uses there in verse 2 where he's talking about the, the all the riches of the full assurance of understanding to the knowledge of the mystery of God yeah, he's alluding to that heresy that we were talking about that they said that you have to have a, a mysterious revelation you have to have a further knowledge or you've got to be uh, super spiritual in certain areas of learning in order to Uh, be fully saved by God but Paul says no wait a minute he says I want you to know all that is in Jesus and he says you can learn that even you may not have a high school education you may not be able to read or write but you can know it you can understand it you can grasp it because what God does is place it in your heart and that's what he was saying to the church he said I'm fighting for you I'm uh, struggling for you I want to see you grow in the faith and I want you to know that 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 The riches of the Lord uh, that you can have the full assurance of of understanding everything that you need to know to be a child of God. So he goes on there and he says in verse 3 that we need to trust Christ for everything. This is is how he says that. He's speaking of both the Father and of Christ in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And you see, that's, that's where he's, he's really putting the, the, the screws to the guys that were saying you've got to have an extended knowledge, you've got to have an extended mi- uh, mystery or revelation. He's like, no, you don't. You just need to know Jesus. That's, you just need to, to grasp who Jesus is and grasp what Jesus wants you to do and do that. And that's, that's it. The, the, what we read this morning about eternal life, eternal life is, is knowing God and knowing Jesus Christ. It's not complicated. And these guys were trying to complicate it because they didn't want just everybody having salvation. They were trying to make sure that it was a little bit harder so that all the riffraff wouldn't be able to get in. You know, the Pharisees were doing the same thing because they, they considered themselves above the common people. And Jesus says, no, he says, the common people are, are you are common and they are common. We're, we're all common together because there's, there's level ground at the foot of the cross. You know, we're, we are all in the same boat. Some people may be striving harder in a certain area, but that doesn't make them more qualified for heaven. You see, we're all sinners headed for hell until we accept Christ as our Lord and Savior. He is our all in all. And Paul is saying there, all the hidden, uh, in Jesus are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Now, I probably told you this story one time before, but, but what happened to me once... Uh, Years and years ago, I was, uh, this lady wanted to have a meeting with me. She was a member of the church, and and I was one of the deacons, and she says, look, I I need you to come over to the house. There's something i got to tell you. And she was really worried about what was going on, and and I could tell it was really bothering her, and I had no idea. But she came, I I was, the day I was supposed to go and see her, I was cutting grass that morning. I was outside on my lawnmower, and I was just mowing away and just, you know, you know how you do when you get on the lawnmower, you're thinking about all kinds of things here and there. And while I was there, God revealed to me what that meeting was going to be about. And he laid the whole thing out for me. So when I walked in, went there, she was all worried. And, she was, and I said, Look, I said, Don't, don't, you know, this is okay. This is, I know what we're going to talk about. You know, I told her, I said, Look, God showed me today what it was going to be like. I agree with you. And, and it just put her at ease immediately. Now, see, when we trust Christ, and the reason I say that, when we trust Christ, He gives us what we need. We don't have to have a, a super uh, spiritual study through the scriptures. That helps, but what we need is more more than anything, is the Lord Jesus Christ showing us his word. Now we can study all we want to, like Brother Gene says, you can read and study all you want to, but if the Spirit of God's not in it, then it's just going to be a a level, a, a uh, I'll get it in a minute. Shallow knowledge. That's why, that's yeah, uh, that was my sign language for shallow. All right. So the, the shallow knowledge, you won't have that without the Lord Jesus, you won't have the depth of the knowledge without the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, uh, showing you from the word of God uh, what he wants. Now, first of all, in him treasures of wisdom and knowledge in uh, verses 1, 2, and 3. Now look at verses 4. Five, six, and seven. Now, this I say, lest any one should deceive you with persuasive words. For though I am absent in the flesh, yet I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. As you therefore have received Christ, Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him, and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. The first thing in verse Four, he says. There, first of all, you've got to you've got to know the true from the false. You've got to be able to discard deception. People out there are gonna to try to deceive you. There's a lot of deception in our world right now. There's a lot of people leading uh, well-meaning Christians away from Christ because they're try, they're trying to make it easy. They're trying to make Christianity a, a bed of roses and a bed of blessing and and all those other things that you see them talking about. But that's not That's not Christianity. Christianity is us serving the Lord, whether it's hard or easy, whether it's good or bad, whether it's rough or smooth. You see, we're still following Him no matter what. And He doesn't guarantee us that He's going to bless us with everything that we want. We will have everything in the kingdom to come. But here and now, we may not. So He wants them to understand, hey look, people are out there that are going to try to deceive you And he says, even though I'm absent, even though I'm absent, haven't been able to come to see you, haven't been able to personally teach you, I am present with you, and I am rejoicing with you, in that you have set things up and and what you believe. In verse 5 he says, yet I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. He says, I hear good things about you, and not only that, you've you've got your priorities right. You're staying with Christ. You're hanging in there. You're keeping plowing in the same row. You're doing what Christ has led you to do. And this is what he says. In Him, you've got to behave right. And when you behave right, it says in verse 6 and 7, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, behave in Him, or have your behavior in Him, uh, live your life according to what he says, rooted and built up in him. Your behavior should show that you are Christ's. the way you order your life should give witness that you are a Christian the way you order everything about your life, the way you communicate with people, the way that you do business or the, you know, all areas of life the way that you behave should, Tell everyone that you know and meet that you're a Christian. So he says, first of all, you've got to discipline yourself to behave according to the principles of Almighty God. And then, you've got to disciple yourself. Listen to what he said. Rooted, rooted and built up in Him. You, first of all, you walk in Him, you, you uh you discipline yourself to be like Jesus or to... Uh, live according to uh, Jesus' teaching, and then you are rooted and built up in Him and established in the faith. You discipline yourself in the way that you live, and then you disciple yourself in the Lord Jesus Christ. You grow in your faith. I like what Brother Gene uh, kept repeating time and time again, you know, about us growing in Christ. And he, he put the challenge out there, if the next time we see him and he's not more of a man of God, then he is backslidden, he's, he's not progressing in his Christianity or his Christian walk. And the same thing goes with us. If we're not progressing, what are we doing? Are we stuck in the mud? Are we, we, have we knocked it into neutral and we're just coasting? What's going on? We're supposed to continue with the Lord, abounding in it with thanksgiving. So we, in Him we behave, and we, um, and we will be built up. Now look in the verses 8, 9, and 10. These are the last section here. And He gives the warning in verse 8, Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit, according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. For in Him dwells all the fullness of Of the Godhead bodily. In Him dwells fullness. You see, this is Paul's, this is his main uh, idea in this section of Scripture. He's trying to get them to understand, hey, you don't have to have that extra special revelation. You don't have to have this or you don't have to have that. that. You need to know that Jesus is everything that you need. So he, he says this, don't let anyone cheat you. Don't let anyone deceive you. Don't believe the lies of a worldly way of thinking. See, those guys that were saying that you've got to have something extra, or you've got to have more than Jesus, they they were those lies were straight from the pits of hell. Because Jesus is enough. And that's what Paul was, that's his main thought is in Jesus all the fullness of the Godhead dwell bodily. He is. Our all in all. In verse 19 of chapter 1, For it pleased the Father that in Him all the fullness should dwell. The fullness of God. The, the, the power, the authority. The, the, um, uh, the, he, he is the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Jesus Christ. The lies of the world, worldly way of thinking. And in verse 9 it says that Jesus Christ, our Lord, is God. And that was another one of the heresies. They were saying that, that Jesus just... Um, the, well, God came down and inhabited Jesus' body. And when Jesus' body died, God went back to heaven and, and Jesus just died. And that's not the truth. All those heresies, uh, Paul is laying out and he's saying, nope, that's not it. You guys got it wrong. But here's the truth. Jesus was God. God created a body for the Lord Jesus. And then filled that body with the Lord Jesus. And he lived out his life. He sacrificed himself for us, died, resurrected the third day, and now he has that same eternal body that was the, the body that was changed. He is God in the flesh. The Lord Jesus Christ. So now Paul In that idea, he kind of sums everything up in verse 10. And you are complete in Him, who is the head of all principality and power. You are complete in Him. You don't have to have anything else. You don't have to do anything else extra. You don't have to worry about anything else extra. In Jesus, you are complete. Complete in Him. In Him are the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. In Him we behave and are built up. In Him dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and we are complete in Him. Let's go to the Lord in prayer tonight. I thank You, Father, that Jesus is all we need. I thank You that everything that He has done for us is complete. And all we have to do is accept Him, follow Him. Father, thank You for all that You do. And I pray, Father, that as we think about these things tonight and it has been brought to us and before us by the Holy Spirit, that we will rest in our salvation in Jesus Christ. Knowing that He tells us that He wants us to follow Him every day. So, Father, whatever that looks like, whatever that looks like for today and for tomorrow, help us to do that in obedience to you. Because we want to walk worthy of our calling in the Lord Jesus Christ. In your name, Lord, amen.